Welcome to 54 Live. I am your host, Digsies, and I'm joined by my main man, Jake. Jake, what's up, buddy? What is happening, pimps and pimpettes? It is another day in the way. We are getting ready to bring you the hay that is the haymaker of golf podcasts. Yeah. Let's get to this chicken because there's a lot to get licking on this week. Yeah, there is a lot to cover. And uh, let's start with a positive story because there is a lot of negative. David Pugue, and positive because I finally got his name right. David Pugue wins over on the Asian tour and secures a spot in the Open Championship. Jake? David Pooge had a great week. He really did. If you guys don't think this is big deal, understand this. He's building confidence. So people say, some people are going to look at this and go, he's an active live player. Didn't the live guys just want to play less golf? No, he's one of the younger live guys who never actually had any kind of a rep reputation or record. So for him to be, play, be playing these Asian tour events and then winning them, it's positive in two ways, Diggsies. It's positive in two ways. Way number one. He's getting more experience and getting comfortable winning golf tournaments. Yeah. And he won Singapore last year. He won Malaysia this year. He's 22 years old. He's young. Like he has the energy to go play. Like the top guys want to play less golf. And the top guys that have their major championship exemptions, like DJ, John Rahm, Brooks Koepka, those guys aren't going to play in the Asian tour. But. Outside the top six, seven guys, maybe eight guys, the rest of the 54 guys on live want to play on the Asian tour because they want to gain exemption into these events. And most importantly, they want to get world ranking points. That and also just at the end of the day, it's important to keep yourself in winning spirits. And one of the things that I do, this is very important. If the guys on the live golf tour go over to the Asian tour and they're just not cutting it or just doing mediocre, that to me, it beats down the live golf itself. Yeah. But when you see guys who are lower level guys in live, and let's say, put this right here, David Pooge is somebody who's on the rise. He's definitely a rising star in live golf, but he's not a star yet. No. He's a young kid who has a lot of talent, who I think in three or four or five years could be winning majors. I really do think in five years time. But right now he's not that guy. So for him to go out there and then go to the Asian tour events. And even though this was only his second win, there are so many events last year where he's on the Asian tour and he's up there. He's doing the Andy Ogletree moves where he's up there just in contention week in, week out on that tour. Yeah. And it's positive to see. And the important thing is he's on live right now, but let's say he has a bad year on live and he's outside the top 24, not the top 20. He's, he's on the bottom where he could get relegated. If he comes through and wins the International Series Order of Merit, he's guaranteed a spot on live again next year. So it is important to play on the International Series because if you are the leader of the Order of Merit, you're going to get a spot in live next year. So it does, if you play bad on live, it's just a good way. It's a little protection plan. Yeah, a little hedge your investment. Huh? Yeah. And then this week we see, again, we have 22 players playing on the International Series Oman event. And there's a lot of guys there, like the whole entire Stinger and Torque is playing. We saw, I put a tweet up earlier. They haven't, they shot like a little YouTube video. They did a nice little scramble between Torque and Stinger. And you just see these guys. I posted a, a video and I said, who's having more fun than these live golf guys right now? They're loving it. They're laughing. They're having fun. They're joking around. And it's good. It's bringing golf to the world. It is, and more importantly, it's giving these guys options to flex their talents and their muscles. So many of these guys 
we don't see Rory very often right now. We don't see these guys on the PGA Tour very often. And when we do, we're not sure when we're going to see them because they don't showcase them every single week. If, if Thomas is having a bad week, guess what? You might see him on Thursday, but you don't see him on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so with Liv gives these guys opportunities to become more than just golfers, more than just players, their personalities. And I love seeing that these guys are having opportunities to, to shine through, but still compete. Yeah. One of the most important things for live golf is for those players to go play elsewhere and still win elsewhere. Yeah. And I think when they do that, it, it really means a lot more and makes live golf itself look better. And it's also prepping up the Asian tour. And let's be real. Other than live in the PGA Tour, I feel like the Asian Tour probably has, like the DP World Tour right now, they got nothing going on until, granted, in the fall, the DP World Tour really gets juicy. And big guys still go over there like Rory and Justin Rose and all the guys. But the Asian Tour is getting a lot of star power. And I know all the PGA pundits will say, who? When I posted that tweet today and listed all 22 guys, everybody was like, who? But you know what? Let's be real. If you're a true golf fan, you know who these guys are, and you know these guys are budding stars. And people like Joaquin Neiman is a star. Louis Lusaisen is a star. Abraham Anser is a star. Like Matthew Wolf is a star. Get over yourself. Yeah. When you see those guys wanting to compete and competing in more opportunities to be able to gain exemptions into the Open Championship or be able to gain world golf points or just be able to have a tournament where they're competing solely for themselves and have an opportunity to pick up a, a win. Because that's also one of those things those guys are wanting to do. When they're going out there to compete in those solo series events, the Asian Tour International Series events, they're going out there because they know this is another opportunity for them to gain an actual win. Yep. Which they want badly. And, and it sucks that they're not getting rewarded for these wins because the world ranking points that they're handing out is pretty pathetic compared to what they're getting on like the PGA Tour. Like the PGA Tour was like a limited field event, you know, only 10 guys get cut and... Matsuyama gets a shit ton of points and David Pugh gets like, yeah, it's sad. And we saw Greg Norman posted that uh, today. He listed official World Golf rankings, Tugger, Data, and SI, and he showed how crazy the official World Golf rankings is compared to everything else. Now, all the rankings are all, all over the place. Like one had Wyndham Clark 2, and the next one had Wyndham Clark like 20th. So like, it's like, what the hell's going on? There's no real way to measure anything correctly other than what our, our friend uh, John Conrad from Australia does. Yeah, he does he, a good he, job. He does a good job because he actually built a system that continued the OWGR's point scaling system from two years ago, but whenever Liv first started, and then kept it involved with Liv golfers. Yeah. So I still follow his, his version of it. He, he factors in field, uh, the strength of the field. Yes. And because it's up to date with everything that's happened all throughout the entirety of time, it's the most, it's the most correct point system out there. Yep. In my opinion, it is the most correct point system out there because you do have those, like Tugger's good until you start looking at systems like where they say Steve Trickers is still in the top 60 and you're like, he's good, but he ain't that good. And you got to look at other things like, you know, like OWGR, for instance, you could never could trust them that much because of the fact that they weight majors an entire year of tournaments. Yeah. With Conrad, you got one, two, three. You got Kepka, Rom, Hatton, Gooch, Cam Smith, DeChambeau, DJ, and Reed, Burmista, Maroc, Uline, Usheisen, and Lahiri, all in the top 50. So that's those. So you want to say, oh, who's the top 10 guys in golf? There's four live guys and six guys from 
on the PGA Tour. That's really telling the true story. It, it is. That's the most fair representation out there, I yeah. think. And Brooks should be full. He won the PGA last year. Well, finished second to the Masters. Yeah, John Rahm won so much last year. Freaking Cam Smith won the Open two years ago. And it's just, it pisses me off when... Like someone like Joaquin Neiman, like he is a top 30 golfer in the world right now, and he's going to be shut off for the Masters. So far, there is an option for them to change the tone. Remember, the Masters is the people. Yeah. The, the Masters at the end of the, the day. Everybody. Yeah. The Masters really are the people that are in control of golf in the world. Uh, they really are, secretly, I think. And the reason why, because they're the, they're the big ma major, the first major. And... If they're the ones who, by the way, were the initial people to say, we're going to let live players play. Yep. Right? And if they said no, then I guarantee you, we would have had a whole lot different story than we did last year. Probably. Yep. And they made the balls. They said, we're going to make sure the players that, that earned the spot to play. Now they haven't made special exemptions to do that, but this is the first year they really have to make that conversation relevant because we're seeing Last year, we saw about, what, 19 guys go to the Masters and about 19 to 20 guys go to most of the majors that were in live. This year, it's going to be like 10. Mm -hmm. That's all the exemption guys. And then afterwards, it's just going to get worse and worse if things don't change right now. Yeah. Like I said, Joaquin Neiman has earned a right to compete at the Open Championship, but the exemption hasn't been passed to him yet for the Masters, even though he finished in the top 25 last year. At the Masters. I, I would say there's two guys that aren't in the Masters that should be on the Masters from Liv, and I would say that's Gooch and Neiman. Both I would agree with that. I would say have to be in the Masters. I, I would agree with you. I, I would say that there's more players that are deserving than just those two, mm -hmm. but I would say those are the two that if you have to make an exemption for anybody, I think it's those two. Yeah, definitely. But that's going to happen one way or another. We're going to have to keep ourselves and our eyes watching that and just see what happens. Who knows? Maybe he goes out there in Oman this week, lights it up, wins, and makes that conversation even tougher. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. No. He's playing great golf right now. And he, he's in great headspace, and he wants to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I said it before the year, Torque, that they're, right now they're my favorite team. Yeah. I, I love Neiman. Like, I'm, I, I just ordered a Torque hat from the Live Golf Store. I nice. Find I've been waiting for the past two years. I'm like, I, I haven't really picked a team yet. I haven't bought any merch yet. I'm just like, I didn't want to just go out there and pick a team just to pick a team. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to pick this team just because I like this. I wanted to wait and I wanted to like wait until I was invested until I really could say, you know what? I'm rooting for this team. I'm behind this team. And the end of last year, I was really getting into Torque and I'm like, you know what? Torque is going to be my team. It's not a bad pick in any kind yeah, of it's way. Not a, it's not like a team that is going to be like like the Aces. Everybody loves the Aces. Oh, Torque is like in the Tampa Bay Rays. I would agree with there because it's a team that still has success, but they're never going to be the showcase team. Exactly. Uh, that's the way I feel about it. That's, that's a fair pick. Yeah. Torque, by the way, they're they're one of the, the hotter teams in my... So I had that little uh, project that I do, my little uh, ranking points of which teams have, have, have given live the most value on field uh, historically. After the, the Vegas event, the, the Aces reclaimed first place with a huge gap now because obviously when you get the combination of a podium finish and the first place finisher, it's a lot of points that go towards you. Yeah. So the Aces are back in front of Crusher GC by, by a pretty good margin now, about 16 points ahead. But Torque, they're nowhere near the bottom in that list. They've had a good number. They had a first place finish, obviously. They've had many podium finishes seven total podium finishes in their in the history of live and they have had two wins outside of live golf itself 
there's lots of good opportunities for that team going forward. And I'm excited to see what happens for them. Yeah, me too. Now, on to the PGA Tour. Tiger Woods. What the heck oh, happened, gosh. Jake? Man, it, it just, it gets sadder each time. I, I don't know how to explain it. it. It just, each time this happens, where we get all hyped up, we try to think that Tiger's coming back. and It just looks more pathetic each time. Do you believe that he was sick? No, I think that he was embarrassed and I think that he was just ready to call it quits for some other reason, or maybe his foot hurt or something like that. So what was it with the ambulance? Exactly. I, I don't know. They, they, they realized they had no medics on, medics on the ground. Is that correct? Like they kept yeah, saying they didn't uh, have any medics. What, I, what I, I said on the Tuesday show today, it's like LA, Hollywood, the, the center of Hollywood, there's so many like concierge doctor services out there, regular doctors that can go to your house. Like right now, like even where I live in New York, I can order somebody to my house to come and put an IV in my arm. Like you couldn't call one of those doctors to come in like low key in incognito and go into the clubhouse and give them IV. Like you had to call an ambulance. Like I feel like they called the ambulance to make it look like, oh, wow, like I can an ambulance. Obviously. Make it look legit. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I'm thinking too is that now, again, I think there's more bullshit doctors than real doctors there. Mm -hmm. I would say more bullshit doctors. And when I say bullshit, I'm talking about plastic surgeons, yeah. specialty, non-serious non medical. Like a few kooks, too. Like, you're always going to get some of them. Or aging, anti-aging doctors. Gosh, you're going to see a lot of those out there. Yeah. Which are basically just legalized steroid dealers. Look, I'm not hating on those people. I'm just saying that there's probably were a lot of doctors out there that could have taken care of him. I really think that it's, I think that we know Tiger's mentally tough, Yeah. but his body is not physically no, tough anymore. It's not. And it's people are asking, like the article came out asking, should Phil Mickelson retire and, and just be like a, a captain of the team? Why is nobody asking, should Tiger Woods retire? I've been asking that for years, but he keeps on trying to prove himself that he, that he doesn't have to. It's and like it's gotten to a point, man, where it's like he's had nine starts since in the next last five years. And I believe four of those have been withdrawals or three or four of them have been withdrawals. Now he's making himself look better right now. I think that he needs to stop trying to play Riviera. And the reason why, as we all know, Riviera is just a shitty walk for him. What about Augusta? Augusta's even harder. No, Augusta is not bad whenever it's nice conditions. Really? I thought Augusta was like one of the hardest walks. It's so hilly. From what I heard, now again, I haven't actually physically been to Augusta, yeah. right? So we watched it on television. Like one of the hardest walks. It's like so hilly, all the undulations, uphills, downhill. I could see Pinehurst being that way, but I couldn't see. Pinehurst uh, is flat as anything. Really? Yeah. Pinehurst. Oh, yeah, you actually went there recently. Yeah. That's I, right. I, 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 yeah, I, I forget. Yeah, Pinehurst is flat. If you guys don't know this, by the way, Diggs has, play, has played a lot more nice golf courses than I have in my life. Or at least been too physically. Yeah. Uh, I I watch them on TV, but I don't actually get the chance to go to very many of them. Yeah, I, Pinehurst is flat. Okay. But the thing about it is with, with Riviera, we know this to be a problem. We yeah. know this to be a problem. And we know that Tiger has struggled physically to go there. But he just, he's the host. It's his tournament, yada. So he's going to keep on trying to go out there. Yeah. Um, and it's sad because he's putting pressure on his body that he shouldn't be putting on. When they do the, when they do the, the so they did the hero challenge and then they and they and he did the uh, the PNC which the PNC that played in Orlando I think yeah and it's one of the flattest most chill courses for a yeah. guy to walk ever because it's, it's Orlando hero, heroes it's on a, it's probably flat hopefully I don't yeah. know but you get the point Tiger needs to he needs to start thinking like a fifty year old and not thinking like a twenty five year old I know and it was just because it's just a bad look like with the whole Sunday red like everything was like you know, and we got the Sunday and we didn't see the red. Yeah. Not only that, but that logo just looks so weird. Yeah. It looks like Mandarin writing to me rather than a tiger. Yeah. 
It's and a, look, that's what it looks like. It looks like some kind of non-phonetic alphabet. It's a, the rumor is it's not for the U.S. market. It's for the Asian market, and that makes sense because the Asian market's all about multiples of threes, sun, day, red, and just like the wording and the motto. It's I think it's I think it's going to do a shit ton of business over there in Asia. Who knows? I'm not the I'm not the biggest clothing person when it comes to actual business of clothing. I know that you actually have a clothing business at this point, Long Island Golf Co. And it's just, it's one of those kind of things where there's, it's tough to really just understand that kind of business unless you've actually been in it. Yep. And what's Tiger? Like he just, he thinks he could sell anything, but who knows where it'll go. But it was such a bad start for the PGA Tour this week. You had Tiger, that poster boy, withdrawing. You had Jordan Spieth signing an incorrect scorecard. What's your take on that? Because everything's 50-50 out there. Yeah. So that's a tough, that's a tough ruling in a lot of ways to have experienced. So Jordan Spieth, in no ways am I questioning his integrity and thinking that he was trying to pull a 1987 Vijay Jay Singh. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't know this, by the way, Vijay Singh actually was caught cheating in an Indonesian tour tournament. And in like the 1980s, like 87, I think. That's crazy. And there was and a they like, corn fairy that got caught, right? Uh, yeah, there was a guy caught in the corn fairy last year doing it like intentionally. And I get it. There's a lot of, lots of pressure to do stuff like that. Normally what happens, and I've heard this from many people, normally what happens when you get caught red-handed in a situation like that, they usually pull you aside and try to correct you. And it's when you become defiant to the correction that they usually kick you out. Yeah. Now the PGA tour is probably different. They probably just looked at it and said, kicked him out. They probably didn't give him the, Hey, yeah, you made a mistake here. Yeah. I don't because, think Jordan Smith was doing anything shady. I think it was just an honest mistake because it, especially with the PGA tour, everybody's watching. Like, yeah. Like, not only that with the PGA tour, they shouldn't even met. They the shouldn't app. with the P yeah. With the PGA tour itself, they shouldn't have you do the scorecard signing. Because of the fact that every shot's already been documented. Yeah, that's what I say too. But I think, I know you, you have to do it. It's part of the game. But maybe have a printout when they go on their signing saying like, all right, look, this is what ShotLink has you at. So like they could double check it. Because we don't want to see these people. Think about the guy Roberto DiVincenzo in, in the 60s in the Masters. He signed for a score that was one shot over what he actually shot. And because that's what he signed for, they gave him that. So like, he he shot a 68, but he signed for a 69. So he got stuck with the 69 and he missed that on a playoff. Right. Like, that's come on, man. That's history of golf right there. And it's, yeah. it's not something I agree with. I think it's petty, but I do respect it as a rule. However, I'm a little confused by it because I figured Spieth would have enough game power to where they would do exactly what I just talked about, where they do what they normally do, which is, hey... I think you made a mistake here. Let's get this corrected because that's normally what happens. Yeah. And no if, joke. That's if, if they didn't do it for speed, it's like they won't do it for anybody. Your boyfriend, Roy, they'd probably do it for him. You think so? Hell yeah. It's Roy. They'd suck his dick in the, in the parking <laughs> lot if they could. Roy, man, talking about that world tour. You saw that clip? I, I'm not even, dude, he's just, he is positioning his butthole for live golf money as much as he possibly can. Oh, baby. I love it. He is he is realizing the error of his ways now that I don't he, now think that he's realizing the error of ways. I think he, he I think you're right. He is realizing the error of his ways. But I think that all the nonsense that he spewed for the past two years was because he was the guy on the tour committee advisory board. And I think that now he's finally able to speak his truth. And he's you know what? I sat there and stuck my neck out for the PGA tour for two years and 
they are such a fucked up organization and everything is done ass backwards and why am I wasting my time? Like you see, and he sees the writing on the wall. It's like the legacy. Once John Rahm went, that was it for Rory because he's Rahm's his buddy on Team Europe in the Ryder Cup, and he's like, all right, what a, the legacy? Like, what legacy is there now? It's not even that. It's just every single event is watered down. It's so watered down because now you have to ask yourself with a mainstay PGA Tour event, right? With a big time PGA Tour event. You're, first off, you're, you are seeing a lot more randos and amateurs actually competing now because Liv has taken away so many of the, of the good players. I went back and looked at the numbers. Other than Riviera this weekend, the only other time there was like three or four star name players, like top 50 players in the world, on the top of the leaderboard was at the Century Tournament of Champions. And that's the tournament of champions. You better right. have the top guys there. But the five events in between, not close, man. Yeah, and... The reality is right now with the PGA Tour, it, if Rory's playing, actually playing, which he hasn't been playing, oddly enough, I don't know what's up with that either. And my whole thing is, you feel like every single week it, it's going to end up being Scotty and Rory. And it's literally just going to be like 2000 Tiger Woods versus Phil Nicholson. But it's, it hasn't been. It hasn't been because they don't play together yeah. or they don't play in the same place or... Yeah. Scotty can't still, he's getting better at putting, but he's still like 200th on tour this yeah, year. He was, I think, I believe he was the last. Strokes yeah. He's less bad, but he's still, wow. You know like, putting well lately? Your boy, Willie Zalatoris. Yeah. I'm glad that he's actually playing better. No joke. We said a number of times, I really thought that his career was over. Was over. Surgeons are getting better. Uh, recovery times and everything else are getting better, but I'm just. I'm concerned for him that he's going to try again to be that guy too quickly. And he had a great week this last week, yeah. but. He started the week uh, on the first round, 23rd strokes game putting, then 15th, then 11. And then on Sunday, the yips came back a little bit, 36th. So that's the reason, that's two, three putts right there. That's the reason why he, but since he went to that long putter, I feel like when you watch it, because I watched on Sunday, I watched the last night because I was intrigued. I was, I had money on Salatoris. I like Matsuyama, Cantlay, Shawflay were on there, even though I don't like Cantlay. I'm like, you know what? Riviera, beautiful course. I'm going to tune in. Like I said, yeah. it was the first time that I really tuned in and paid attention all year on the PGA Tour. And his putting stroke, it used to be so wonky and he used to have the yips like when he got close to the hole, but now it's better. It's a lot better with the long the, Those long putters really are... There's a reason why a lot of long putting techniques have been outlawed by the PGA Tour. Yeah, and I say outlawed with question with parentheses because they don't care as much mm -hmm. so long as you're not winning. Yeah. It's just because you just pull it back and then you let the putter do all the work. Like yep. you, you don't have to bring the club face back really. And also because you're, you're, because you're using the club from a more normal state of gravity, it's easier for you to follow the line. Yeah. Yep. And that's the truth. When you're using a short putter, you're having to forcibly get yourself into a different posture and that can really mess up your visuals. Yeah. But um, the whole side saddle button that Bryson did for a little bit. That's why I know it looks weird, but I actually tried it. I went out and bought one of those logos. It's, it's so easy. You just bring the club back and bing. Yep. like, it's like one of those machines that like when you take like the ball and you bring it and the ball, like the three balls or like the five balls and, and it hits and it keeps going back and the other one hits the other one. It's just like, Perfect pendulum. And the only wrong way to putt is one that doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. And that's my, I firmly believe that it doesn't matter what you're putting like, what you're doing. 
as long as you make it work, that's what it's, that's what it's about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, speaking about putting, the Deki Matsuyama, nine of the 62, he tore up that course, man. And he's, he saved the week for the PGA Tour. It was a great display. It's always good when it's always good for the PGA Tour when a bigger time event is won by a bigger name player. Of course. Now, he hasn't done much in the past few years, which is weird because he's somebody that should have been out there winning tournaments like crazy with all the all the live players going away. Yeah. And perhaps he did this week win because the live players weren't there. Yeah. But he still went out there and did his job and he did a great job. And it's good for the PGA when the people that are the stars are winning. Yep. It's not good for the PGA when the when the nobodies or the lunch pail guys are winning. Exactly. And the last three last two winners of Riviera are on live, Neiman and Rom. And we've heard for years and years Shrixon was gonna buy a live golf team. And that was the big rumor. Remember, they were going to pay $500 million or, you know, something like that. That was for Nike to buy um, Smash GC, wasn't it? And Strixon was going to buy a team for Hideki. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Why Hideki and not Brooks? Because Strixon is, I believe Strixon is an Asian company, right? I don't know that off the top of my head. I know they have three divisions. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they are because they're actually owned by Phoenix Dunlop. And Phoenix Dunlop International is a Japan company, I believe. And so that's, but just so you know, if you guys don't know how that, and know Brooks this just um, went to Shrixon. I'm talking about this was like in the beginning of the right. first game okay. before, when Brooks was still playing, Talamade or whatever. That makes sense. Okay. I didn't, there, it's, it's so kind of confusing trying to figure these things out, but you're right. And I must've been talking about that season one before you were around. Whatever you go, you go eat some chicken. <laughs> no, but uh, real talk guys, I'm excited for this. Cause like I said, it's good. It's, it's good for the PGA tour when the bigger players win. Yeah. It's. If, like I said, if the lunch pail guys are out there winning, it's bad for the PGA Tour. It's bad. Yep. And you want to get some guys in form and the big guys in form leading up to the Masters. You don't want to go into the Masters and be like, oh, right, no one's playing good. Like, how boring could that be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, uh, the, you don't want it to be a situation where the, you go to the Masters and the Masters committee is, ah, crap, we need to go invite like 50, 15 more guys because the field's pretty bad. Yeah. Brooks will probably play well in Jeddah, so he'll be in form. And, you know, DJ just got a win. Neiman's playing hot. Neiman needs to win this week in Oman, man, so he could get there. Yeah, and you should, you guys should expect Brooks to win in Jeddah, by the way, because he's won two times in yeah, a row there. He tears up Jeddah. He just owns that course. Yeah. He goes there, and I'm pretty sure he already just slaps his nuts down on, on the first tee box and just says, this is where I sit. <laughs> man, but uh, yeah. So I guess that does it for this week. Short week. There wasn't too much live to cover. We'll be back next week with a little recap of uh, the international series, Oman. And I'm sure there'll be some other talking points for us. Uh, Jake, anything else you want to touch on? Nothing much to talk about, guys. But just as always, keep striping the ball. Keep having a great time. And and let's root on our live players this weekend as they take on the international series event. Like I said, 22 players in the field. I think there's a player from almost every team out there. The only one I couldn't think of seeing one off the top of my head was the, I want to say High Flyers, but they do have yeah, uh, no former High Flyer James Pyatt out there, so you can root on him if you yeah, want no to. Yeah, no one from High Flyers are there. But also, follow our Twitters, because we will be keeping updates for the event at 54LivePod and Jake at Jake underscore Span, S-P-A-N-N. And follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our videos are now up on YouTube, just audio. I started doing the 54 Live Shorts, so there's some video content on there. And Jake and, uh, Jake and I will be putting up video versions of this podcast in the coming week. So 
We're on all platforms now, ramping up, getting ready to take over the world in the live golf con live golf world. Hex to the years there. Later. Talk to you next week. Peace out, guys.